This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up, people? It's the SI Gambling Podcast. Ben Heisler, the fantasy exec. Corey Parson is here. Exciting times, Corey. We got the NBA starting on Tuesday, and I know that this has been a day that you've been waiting for for a long time. Even though it doesn't feel like a long time, it kind of feels like the NBA Finals were just yesterday. Yeah, that's because they almost were only a couple of months ago. But when you look at it in all actuality, the season is starting off late. Um, obviously, everybody got to make changes. COVID-19 and the leagues have to you know, adjust, adjust through all the time they missed over the summer. So now is when the NBA is going to get back in the, in the session, going to have a 72-game season. It's going to be interesting. The schedule will be broken up, been into two parts. You have December, January, and February. Then they'll come and set up a new schedule for March, April, and May. Then they'll head into the playoffs. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Hopefully they can have fans in the stands by that second part of the season. That'd be nice, especially as the vaccine starts to get distributed a little bit more and more widespread. It'd be great to see uh, more people being able to experience some amazing talent in the NBA. So, you know, instead I of... I go through those links. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So here's, here's what we're going to do today, because, uh, because uh, Frankie is taking uh, a well-deserved vacation and Listen, a vacation for Frankie. He's still, you know, giving out information uh, on the SI Gambling Discord page. So for anybody that's an SI Fantasy Pro member uh, and are still looking for a little bit of action over the course of this week, my guess is even with Frankie's vacation, Corey, he's still going to be checking in with his sources. He's still going to be talking to different different books and getting as much information as possible. Obviously, we'll continue to have all the information here on the SI Gambling Podcast, which is of course presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. But it, it's a good opportunity to Corey for anybody that uh, didn't watch what was going on on the SI Pro Discord over the weekend. I mean, Casey went went nine and one in his UFC fight night plays, uh, and then all the other picks. NFL, college football. Well, I think college football went undefeated over the course of the weekend. So it's hard to get a better weekend than that. Yeah, no, nah, actually, I wish I could have got involved with more of it. But like you know, see, when you when you're living in New York, it's difficult because I just can't pick up the app. And, and bet on my phone, you know what I'm saying, when the play come in. So I, I need to, you know, on Saturday I had some running around to do for my for my mother, you know what I'm saying. So it's like I had to put my plays in real early in the morning. The other stuff didn't come through till later on in the evening. And then Sundays, my guy in Jersey, his wife and him are going Christmas shopping. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, this yeah, would be a week that we right smash now. it. Yeah, I know, bro. It <laughs> would be I, a week I, that right. we smash it. But you know what? I do have the bankroll prepared for the upcoming NBA season. 
Exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun for anybody looking for that SI Pro membership. Just head on over to SI.com slash gambling. So here's what we wanted to do today. Uh, Corey's obviously our, our lead NBA insider when it comes to the fantasy and gambling side. So I'm excited to, to have him uh, play, play the analyst role today. We're going to swap things up a little bit. And so we're going to go through some of our favorite props that are available on DraftKings Sportsbook. Everything from NBA Championship to Rookie of the Year to who's going to win the East and the West. Um, you know, comeback Player of the Year. There's a lot of really intriguing plays and also some good value that's available on the board. And of course, if you're looking for more information on this, Corey wrote a great breakdown over at si.com slash gambling. You can find it right there on the front page. So let's start right at the basics. Corey, we got the NBA championship right now when it comes to the odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. They really haven't changed since your article came out. The Los Angeles Lakers, the clear-cut favorites, they're at plus 275 to win the championship for the second consecutive year. Right behind them, you have the Clippers at plus 550. Same thing with the Milwaukee Bucks and the newly signed Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, And then right behind them is Brooklyn at plus 600. And then that's when you start to find some value. Miami, 15 to 1. Boston, 15 to 1. Miami was in the finals last year, and Jimmy Butler says this team is better. You have Philadelphia at 20 to 1. Same thing with Denver. Dallas and Luka Doncic, who is the favorite to win MVP at 22 to 1. And then Golden State just sitting around there at 30 to 1. Granted, they don't have Clay Thompson. So I know you like the favorite here, Corey. Tell me why, and also tell me who else you might be looking at to, to win it all this year. Ben, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's like if they if the Lakers stay healthy. You know, LeBron to get going in the second half of the season, he'll start to hit his stride before they get into the playoffs. If the Lakers stay healthy, it's really going to be tough to beat the team the way they was put together. Like I said, I mentioned LeBron going into his 19th year, but we don't expect much drop-off. Anthony Davis is a rising – I'm not a rising star. Anthony Davis is a superstar in the NBA. We've seen the depth of this team come up to play. And then the pieces they add this year with, with Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder or whatever and, um, you know, a couple of other guys. You just look at the Lakers – they're head and shoulders above the rest of the league right now, in my opinion. So that plus 275, listen, you may get some better numbers along the course of the season. But right now, if you're looking to put in on that market, listen, it's not, you know, plus 175. So I think the Lakers are pretty much head and shoulders above the rest of the league. So that's why I kind of didn't really break it down too much in the article because I'm kind of like anybody who follows the league, you're not really going to hear too many people say, Somebody outside the Lakers are going to win the championship this year. So the Lakers look to be the show. And the rest of it is where it gets interesting. Who are they going to play against is one is one when I'm particularly interested in Ben. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of people like this Brooklyn team. And I know Brooklyn's going to be tough, but I think as the Celtics get healthy in that second half of the season, they're going to be a tough out. I think so, too. I, I think especially whenever Kemba is able to come back at 100%, I think that helps solidify their roster quite a bit. Uh, no Gordon Hayward anymore. He's no longer there. And to be honest with you, Corey, it almost kind of felt like they were they never really figured out the proper way to use him because he just wasn't available to him, right? That That's always something that you talk about. Availability is so important in the NBA to be able to not just, if you're going to take some nights off, have it be a, a night off that you determine in advance. But, but now you kind of know what it's going to look like you brought in Jeff Teague for a little bit of uh, of depth at the point guard position. Marcus Smart still back at shooting guard. Jalen Brown has a chance to, to really play well now with more extended minutes. Then of course Jason Tatum, uh, and then you know I don't think they necessarily have to worry about it uh, with Dyson Robert Williams as far as the top. But they also brought in Tristan Thompson, and I'm wondering that's the interesting one. That's right that's there. the guy you like. That's the interesting one right there because you put him in that starting lineup, then you solve one of Boston's big problems, and that one of those problems was last year. And whenever they struggle, is because they get beat up on 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 the boards. They do not 
They're not very good grabbing defensive rebounds. Tristan Thompson, one of the best rebounders in the league. So now you get Kimba back and you get Tristan in that starting lineup. Then all of a sudden you get better on the glass. That helps mask some of your other issues that Boston have. And sometimes they can go cold scoring. But if you're, you know, but if you don't have enough, if you have more possessions, that kind of helps that out. So that's why I think Boston can be somebody. They may start off slow. The first five games are going not to know their first maybe four or five games. Yeah, the first five games are going to be tough. You really get to see who they are right out the gate. But think, that's going to be who they are without Kemba and Tristan. Tristan could be ready to go for night one, though. Do you think the better value is Boston? Because I, I know you like them to face the Lakers. And again, it's it's Lakers and Celtics. It's hard to beat that type of Why matchup, yeah. especially it's, for it's, you know historical purposes. But but is the better value for you on going for the Celtics at 15 to 1 to win the championship? Or do you like them more importantly to come out of the East at plus 650? If you're going to go for Boston, do you want to try and hit those better odds to win the championship and hedge out later? Uh, yeah, you can do that. I play both hedge equity with them to win the championship. And then obviously the one that I would like more and get down a little bit heavier on would be to win the Eastern Conference. And don't get me wrong, the Miami Heat are going to be tough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't write off the Raptors. Obviously, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be interesting. The reason why I don't have Brooklyn as 1-1 right now in the East is because of the first-year head coach. But that could change at any time. But listen, down the stretch, it's going to be tough to beat Boston if they get it going. So Brooklyn looks good, though. They're deep. We'll see how they plays out. Yeah, I have some concerns about Brooklyn initially. I feel like if I'm going to jump on them, it's probably going to be midway through the season. They kind of remind me of how the Heat used to get started really slowly during the LeBron, Wade, and Bosch days. They were always trying to figure out some chemistry with the team. You know inevitably something with Kyrie is going to come up in the early portion of the season. So I think there's a lot to try and figure out when it comes to Brooklyn. I almost feel like there's going to be some better value on them, regardless of whether you think they're going to win it or not. It might just be nice to have that ticket when people start to doubt them despite all the superstars on that team. So those are the, the plays that we like when it comes to winning the NBA Finals. Same thing with the Western Conference and coming out of the East. Let's move on to MVP. And right now you got two guys that uh, are at the top of the pack. You have Luka Doncic currently coming in at 4-1, uh, to one, uh, plus 400 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, plus 450. And then it backs out a little bit with Steph Curry at 8-1. to one. Anthony Davis at nine to one, and somehow LeBron James at nine to one. Corey, if you if you think LeBron and the Lakers are walking to the finals, and a lot of people think that LeBron got snubbed out of the MVP last year, this might be an opportunity where he's the fifth favorite off the board uh, with the same odds as Anthony Davis to maybe say, "All right, you know, if LeBron thinks that he got screwed out of the MVP last year, you might know that he's going to go even harder this year." Yeah, and the thing about it is, it's it's almost like. It, it almost works against him. He's so much better completely than everybody else that we all know that he's the MVP. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, he's the MVP. This is really the award for 1A. Okay. It's crazy, and then, so, so it's crazy, crazy right? But right. It's really, the, the award is for 1A. So listen, but as far as betting on it, yeah, it's obviously, you know, you put something down on it, especially when you get long, long odds like that. But it's kind of like, it's almost, this has become a who's next award. So at one point, it was Kevin Durant's time. Then it was Russell Westbrook's time. Then it was James Harden's time. Then let's throw LeBron back in there for good measure. Now it's Giannis's time. And this year, it's Luka Doncic's time. Yeah, Luka coming in at 4-1. to one. There's also a value play that you like a little bit further down past LeBron James, past Kevin Durant at 12-1. to one. He's got the same odds as Damian Lillard at 16-1. to one. And another value play that you really like is Jason Tatum this year. 
Yeah, I think Jason Tatum is interesting. Um, I think that Boston team is going to be very good. If they're going to stay afloat through the first half of this season while they deal with injuries and get things together, it's going to be on the back of Jason Tatum. Uh, Tatum, he grew amazingly. He grew two inches over the summer. This is six ten with that kind of game, that kind of star power. I think he's ready to explode on this league. So I think Jason Tatum is is a good bet right there. I think he will be a candidate. So I like Tatum a lot as you know to compete for this award this year. All right, let me give you a couple other value plays, and you tell me if you like them or not. Kawhi Leonard. 25 to one. If he's going to change the narrative after that first year, that was not really a disaster because he really didn't get a chance to play with Paul George all that much. They just got knocked out of the playoffs earlier than expected. Do we look at quiet 25 to one as somebody that could say he's clearly has the talent to be able to make it happen. And if he's fired up and motivated, I mean, are we looking at that as a possible value play? No, I, I don't. He doesn't. He's not going to play enough games. It's just, you know, the, the body, it's, the body is weary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The body's weary. He's beat up. It's probably a lot of people inside the league that don't like the way that situation went down. Do I with how he got to the Clippers? Everybody knew that there was some shisty business going on, so they could hold something like that against him. Um, then you just mentioned the fact of the load management. Somebody who's not going to play, an, is, you know, he'll play enough games, but, you know, he'll miss enough time that I think that people will not consider him for the MVP award. That's kind of the biggest knock against him. When it comes to winning this regular season MVP, is he going to play enough games? What about somebody like Jimmy Butler at 40 to 1? Clearly, he showed in the postseason last year what that Miami team is with him and without him. I mean, if he starts to keep it up over the course of a full season, how does he not get consideration? Yeah, no, he should definitely have consideration. It's going to be a lot to do with the Miami Heat record. Is the Miami Heat going to be a middle of the pack team in the Eastern Conference? Or are they going to be up there with the Brooklyn Nets, possibly the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks as one of those teams? So if you look at it from that perspective, you know, then a guy like Kevin Durant obviously is going to be in the mix too, you know, and even, even at longer odds, but less shorter odds than um than um than Jimmy Butler and JB will. But you know, he's got he's in a tough Eastern Conference where when you're going for that award, you kind of have to be at the top of, of that. So that's why I think uh can can be an issue for for Jimmy Butler, but definitely definitely one of the most talented and most valuable players to their team in the league. Let's move on to Rookie of the Year, where Lamelo Ball leads the pack at plus four hundred. Anthony Edwards, who was drafted by Golden State, is at plus four fifty. Then you have Killian Haynes at, at uh, six to one. Obi Toppin of the Knicks at plus six hundred, and then uh, James Wiseman. I'm sorry, Anthony Edwards was drafted by Minnesota. James Wiseman went to Golden State at number two, and then it pretty drop pretty much drops off. You have Denny Abdullah uh, at fifteen to one, Tyrese Halliburton at fifteen to one, so on and so forth. Uh, as far as the top names on that list go, Corey. I mean, LaMelo is going to be the guy that's going to be on all the highlight reels over the course of the year, right? Like you've already seen it in Charlotte, putting the Hornets on the map, at least in the start of the NBA preseason, because some of his passes have been sensational. I don't know if it's going to be enough to win him rookie of the year, but you know that he's going to be a name that you see constantly. And I think that might hype him up a little bit. Yeah, no, he's definitely going to become a household name in NBA circles, social media, the, the, the highlights, the replays. People might start signing up for League Pass to watch Charlotte Hornet games. His jersey is going to go crazy. Everything that comes along with being a superstar, a young superstar talent is going to go to LaMelo Ball. But wins are not going to go there. It's going to be difficult to do that. So that's going to be a problem right there. Also, being able to shoot the ball consistently at the NBA level, I think that could be a problem for LaMelo Ball. He's never going to be a defender. But we're not looking for a defender when you're looking at the rookie of the year. Um, I think he'll have a very good year. I think he'll have, like you said, he'll be all over Sports Center and stuff like that and all over the, the retweets are going to be crazy. But the bottom line of the matter is I don't think that he's going to be the rookie of the year. I think it's 
better rookies and better positions and better situations that's going to be able to, you know, really show their talent. And I really think that's what helps make the war. You look at what John Morant last year, he turned a good, he turned a bad team good. I don't know if LaMelo Ball could turn a good team, a, a bad team good. All right, so who's your pick then? It's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough because it's so many different ways you can look at it. Wiseman is going to get a chance to play as a starter on a team that should finish in the middle of the West. So now if Clay Thompson was there, they would be a title contender. That helps a lot. And then now you look at another situation. Um, I don't think Anthony Edwards is going to be tough to turn that team around. He may have some moments and put up some numbers, but that's going to be uh, you know a tough task for him. Obi Toppin's in the big market. Should play big minutes. He can make a lot of highlight plays himself, dunking the basketball, going one-on-one. You know, just his style of play is going to lead to that. And obviously, playing on the Knicks, if the Knicks do show improvement, I really think that that can be no uh, some, something that's good. That's something that can, can um, you know, shine some light on him. Isaac Okoru is a guy that's going to need minutes. And he's going to have to play for Cleveland because they don't have a lot of players in Cleveland. And he can do a lot of the things that they, they're they going to want him to do. Watch out for that Cavalier team. Not to say that they're going to be in the mix in the Eastern Conference. But last year down the stretch, after they fired their, their crazy coach, that college coach that they had, John Beeline, they went five and six in their last 11 games, right, before the, between between the All-Star break and the pandemic. Now you put a core on that team. If they continue to progress, you can see him possibly get some votes. I think a real interesting is Patrick Williams in Chicago. Yeah, because Chicago is a team that I think can get better. I think Williams will get minutes, and Williams is going to have to play defense and shoot. That's what he's brought there for. And if he can do those things on a Chicago team that should be playing better basketball this year, you probably watch a little bit more of the Bulls than I do. But I think Patrick Williams is a real interesting name, dude. I I think the fact that they got rid of Jim Boylan. You talked about a bad coaching situation in Cleveland. <laughs> Jim Boylan didn't deserve to be anywhere near an NBA bench, let alone coaching it. So the fact that he's gone, you're going to start to see significant improvement from, from really, I, I think, the whole team. Uh, one thing that Billy Donovan does, I don't know if he's necessarily the you know in that elite level of coaching. In fact, I, I don't think he is, but he's going to develop talent. Like You saw yes. that in his time at Oklahoma City. Like That's just one thing that he is going to do well. And there's going to be structure there, and there's going to be just competent basketball. And not timeouts when you're down – 18 points with 47 seconds left to try and teach your team some sort of lesson that they don't need. So there's just going to be a level of professionalism that hasn't been there for the last few years in Chicago. So I I like Patrick Williams. I know he has the nickname Project Pat, but number four pick in the draft. Uh, Arturnish Karnaschovas, who's the Chicago president of basketball operations, loves him because you're right. He's going to be able to get better as a three-point shooter. He can defend every position, especially in an area in an area of positionless basketball. Uh, he's somebody that I think could fill up the statute a little bit. So definitely an intriguing play, now currently at DraftKings Sportsbook at 25-1. to 1. Continuing on, we're taking a look at our favorite props ahead of the 2020-2021 NBA season. Uh, let's move on to most improved player. Brandon Ingram took home this award last year, uh, and he obviously uh, got himself a nice deal out of it, too. A couple names at the top, Corey, that uh, I know you have some interest in. Uh, won't have Billy Donovan coaching him anymore, but Shea Gilgis-Alexander at plus 1,200. Then you have Jamal Murray, who took a monster step forward in the postseason last year. The point guard for the Nuggets is at 12-1. to 1. 
And then you have guys like DeAndre Ayton at 16-1, Michael Porter Jr., also the Nuggets at 16-1, and Kobe White of my Chicago Bulls, also in the mix at 16-1, and Kobe down the stretch of the season last year. It, I got to tell you, man, knowing that at one point Kobe Bryant was supposed to be a Chicago Bull, and it never happened for various reasons, but I heard the new Bulls TV broadcaster, Adam Amin, yell out Kobe after Kobe White drained a three, and I got <laughs> fired up. I'm very excited about the development of Kobe White this year. Yeah, no, and, and as well as you should be, um, just being, a, you know, watching North Carolina basketball for years now, you saw something in Kobe White that, okay, this guy can come in here and he'll lead a team. Now, we haven't seen the Tar Heels transition well to the NBA as of late. Back in the day, they all came and they all became stars. Recently, we've seen the Tar Heels kind of struggle. Well, I think Kobe White and Cam Johnson is going to be the start of the change in that trend right now. But yeah, down the stretch last year, 26 points a game as, as they get ready to wrap up the season. It's hard to hit the three better. Listen, he can take over a ball game offensively real fast, stop on a dime. He can score. I think uh, I think I, I like Kobe White to win the award. That's where my money's going. But there are also a lot of other players in, involved uh, also. But Kobe White's my guy <clears throat> coming from way downtown with that. The two Nuggets are going to cancel each other out. Yeah, and I, I want I, I want to make sure that Porter Jr. stays healthy before I put money on Porter Jr. And then Jamal Murray is already a very good ball player. Gilders Alexander is also a very good ball player. I want to see what that team in Oklahoma City looks like coming into the year. So that's another interesting one. DeAndre Ayton is also very interesting. He's another guy I'd probably throw a couple dollars on, too, and kind of see how the season is shaking out. A lot of people got high expectations for that Phoenix Suns team this year. They're going to be in some big primetime games if Aiton can come in there and be the man in the middle and, you know, help out um, <clears throat> help out our guy Devin Booker. Then I really think that DeAndre Aiton can be a guy who should get some votes for that award as well. So, but yeah, the, the dudes that I, uh, Jaron Jackson, but he's going, he's going to be injured to start the season. So that might slow him down a little bit, but I definitely think Kobe White is um somebody that number is going to move. Yeah, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. What about, what about somebody like, okay, if we're, if we're talking about uh, a futures bet that you can actually find some real intrinsic value on like Mark Hill Fultz down the stretch of last season was actually pretty solid and all of a sudden if he figures out some confidence you're talking about a former number one pick in the draft you're talking about someone that's going to get quality minutes orlando ended up getting into the postseason as the seventh seed last year if he takes just another massive step i think the narrative around markel Fultz could be massive and it would be hard because remember like a lot of these guys that we're talking about are already good Markel Fultz, we've only seen the high level of quality basketball for a short period of time. But if he puts it together for a full season, Corey, are we looking at that as sort of being pie in the sky? Or are we looking at voters saying, wow, like this is actual total and complete improvement? Is he a value at 33 to 1? Yeah, he's definitely a value at 33 to 1. And I'm glad you brought his name up because that's another guy that I put a couple dollars on to win this award as well. Um, shout out to PG County. That's it's in the water, and that's where basketball players come from. And Markel Fultz. Let me say it. Let me say it this way: Markel Fultz is, is healthy. That's the difference in Markel Fultz's game. He's healthy, and he's healthy, and he's got a shot back. His shot's not completely back, but he's healthy. He's getting confident in in his shot. He's getting more confidence in his game. Obviously, I don't think him being in Philadelphia was a problem. I just think that's when he was probably at the worst of his injury with the shoulder. Now, with that being said, he moves to Orlando, lighter situation. Probably a team that's set up better for him, which is very important. And now you have a situation where he can come out there, he can get buckets, 
He'll play in a team that'll probably be in the playoff mix, at least playing the play-in game again this year. So I think Markel Fultz is a very good value. I think we're really going to start to see the kind of player that Markel Fultz is. And they also drafted Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony can play too, so they got an intriguing little backcourt in, in Orlando. Yeah, they might be able to move him to the two a little bit as well. Another, another, another tar heel. Another yeah, tar that's heel. right. They might, they might be able to move Fultz over and get him some opportunities as a shooter a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think you brought up Kobe White. I think the big question around him coming into the season is, is he a true point guard or is he someone that can just, you put in, you give him opportunity, you let him be a shot maker. And I think the same can be said as long as Fultz is healthy and starts to get some of that confidence back. You know what he's capable of doing. I also kind of look at Wendell Carter at 50 to 1 as another guy that might be able to really improve his game. Uh, somebody that looked terrific uh, under Fred Hoiberg's system, and then Jim Boylan basically just took his mojo away and, and really almost ruined Wendell Carter. I think there's a good opportunity for him to improve. Last prop that I want to hit on before we wrap things up is the leading scorer prop over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You find that under player futures and right at the top of that list, no surprise. James Harden at plus 125. Following him is Dame Lillard at plus 350. Luka Doncic at plus 650. Steph Curry is at 8-1. to Giannis at 11-1. And then your guy, our guy, Devin Booker at 11-1. to And then Trey Young right behind him. I also kind of like Bradley Beal to be in consideration yes. here, especially now that Russ is in Washington because Russ's offensive game and his shooting has gone to hell. But I think if he wants to be able to fill up that statute the way he had before in the past, he's going to make it a point to find open shots for Bradley Beal, especially kicking it out as he drives to the lane. So I kind of like Bradley Beal at 20 to one. Who are some of the names on that list that you like? Um, let's just start with Bradley Beal in the situation that you mentioned. It's that pace. The Wizards are not going to play no defense. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just a matter of that. Like last year, we saw the Pelicans play at that ridiculous pace. Van Gundy's going to change that. Nobody's going to fix that in Washington. They're just going to play at that pace, and it's going to be even more health to skeleton. It's going to be even more up and down. He's going to get a lot of opportunities to fill up the bucket, and he can do that. Devin Booker and Bradley Beal were the two guys that were all-star snubs last year. And this year, they're two guys that should compete for the NBA scoring title. It's funny how that works. And I do got to go back to another player, too, in the most improved before we get out of here. Yeah. Um. So... Those are the two ones I like. I agree with you 100% on Bill. I like Devin Booker a lot. Devin Booker playing with Chris Paul. I think you'll see some 50-point games this year. I think Paul's going to make him a better player. Paul really likes Monty Williams. So the two of them together kind of tag team that team. Paul kind of be the head coach on the floor. You can really get Booker who can get to his own shot. He's going to be very tough to guard this year with Chris Paul leading the way and pushing, and pushing it for that team. Now, obviously, you got the, the Kevin Durant and the, and the James Harden and the guys like that we know. Luka can fill the stat sheet so many different ways that he need to lead, lead the league in scoring. So those are the guys, Um, you know what I'm saying? I think you nailed, I think we nailed a hit on, you know, most of the guys that I think can win this award. Let me pull up DraftKings right quick and see if there's anybody I forgot about um, we'll for see. this one right here. For for most improved player? Yeah, I mean, there's still... Not for leading scorer. Oh, for leading scorer. Um, okay, so... Yeah, Curry. That's the one who I miss. Curry. Yes. Uh, he's got to do a lot. He's got to do a lot this year. Yeah. He's going to have well, to do a lot this year. But without, without, um, without Clay Thompson... You know, like I said, this they could have been a title contender with Clay. The way this team is put together, don't forget Steve Kerr still one of the best in the business. The problem is now, Steph has to do too much. Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre, they don't really get to their own shot all that often. So they're going to have to get into that Warriors offense, that ball movement offense. So while that's going on, in order for this team to stay aggressive and afloat, Steph Curry is going to have to carry the load, especially throughout the first part of the season. They're going. They fall into a trap that the Houston Texans fell in, because of their the high, high profile nature of the team. They're 
you're going to play on a lot of big games early in the season. And a lot of those teams are better than them. So you got to see Curry score a lot to keep them in to keep them in games. Yeah, eight to one for for Curry coming back. That's certainly not a bad play at all. So there you go. Those are our favorite props. Right quick, the last one yeah. before we get out of here, because I definitely I'm I'm the one that needs to, to roll out. Um uh most improved player. I didn't even see him listed, but Charlotte Hornets, Devontae Graham. That's a really good play, considering he took a major step in the right direction last year. I love Devontae Graham. I got a chance uh, to watch him at the University of Kansas, Kansas right, mm-hmm. right here, which is about 45 minutes away from where I live in the Kansas City area. So uh, certainly Devontae Graham, as uh, their, their KU project <laughs> likes to say, that's, that's sort of his, his little shtick. Devontae Graham from downtown. Uh, yeah, definitely somebody that I think could get in the mix, especially uh, with Lamelo getting him the ball early and often. So there you go. It's our favorite props, awards, futures for the upcoming NBA season. Again, all these that we talked about, you can find over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the proud presenter of the SI Gambling Podcast. And make sure you guys check out our guy, Corey Parsons' article with all these different props and breakdowns at si.com slash gambling. And be sure you check it out once the season starts, daily best bets along with props, DFS plays, and more. It's all for you at SI Fantasy and SI Gambling. So for my guy, the fantasy exec, Corey Parson, I am Ben Heisler. Thanks so much for joining us. It's the SI Gambling Podcast. We're out.